the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sam Nicholas, and we'll be here with you for the next hour. We're a live program, so we're here, live in studio, ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer request, ready to seek the Lord. How awesome is it that we can actually seek God, the creator of the universe, and he hears us. So let's get started. Let's uh, let's open the program with prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, creator of the universe, creator of all things seen and unseen, Lord. You are awesome and magnificent and worthy of all praise. And I thank you, Lord, for this hour that we have on the radio, Lord, that we can seek you and find you when we seek you with all of our hearts. Yes, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you're a God who can be sought and found at all times, any time. So I pray, Lord, that you would use this time for your glory, that you would touch each and every listener, each and every caller, Lord, and that there would be a blessing and divine appointments tonight, Lord, with you, that you would be glorified. Jesus, be glorified. You're the one who came. You're the one who, who sacrificed himself on the cross and shed your blood, Lord, that our sins would be forgiven and that we would have an eternal destiny with you. So, Lord, I thank you, and I ask you, Lord, again, Holy Spirit, take the, take over. Lead us and guide us in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and my name is Sam Nicholas. I'm your host. I'll be here for the next hour, and we're ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer requests, answer questions about the Bible, about Christianity. So if you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, I invite you to call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. You know, I mentioned that we can have confidence to come before the Lord to see God. And First John, the fifth chapter, tells us, uh, this is the 14th verse, starting in the 14th verse. This is the confidence which we have before him, 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. How awesome is that promise? We can have confidence. You don't have to wonder, does God hear me? Does God hear my prayer? We can have confidence in our prayer, that God hears your prayer. And if you ask anything, and that word anything means anything, you can ask anything, but listen to what it says right after this, according to his will. God has a purpose and a plan and a will for your life. He knows how he wants to bless you. He knows what you need. He knows your needs before you even know your needs. He knows your needs better than you know your needs. So when we ask according to his will, his plan and his purpose, he has no problem granting the requests. You know, I think of of what Jesus, how Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can ask for God's will to be done in our life, in our family's life, in our children's life, in our friends and family's life. We can ask and seek for God's will. And when we do that, he opens up the windows of heaven and pours out his blessing because you're asking according to his will. The problem is so many times we don't ask according to God's will because we don't know God's will. And that's okay. We don't have to know God's will. We just have to seek his will for our life, for our family, for our children. So would you do that tonight? Let's seek God's will. So whatever is the need in your life, whether it's a spiritual need, whether you're feeling kind of far from the Lord, distant from God, call in tonight. Your journey back to the Lord begins in prayer, begins with a decision to say, I need the Lord in my life. I need to feel God's closeness. I need to feel his presence. I need his forgiveness. Whatever it is, if you have a spiritual need, call in. If you have a physical need, you know, if there's something going on in in your life physically, or maybe you know somebody who's in the hospital or who's suffering, who's who's going through, whether it's chemotherapy or diabetes or dialysis, whatever. Pray for those who the Lord puts on your heart. You know, we need to pray for others. We need to stand in that gap for others that we know of. So if the Lord's putting somebody on your heart, let's pray for them. Put, 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 put them on the prayer list. I've got a prayer list right here. We're going to pray in a second or two. If you know somebody who needs prayer, call in and pray for them. Take that step of faith for your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, a co-worker, friends, family. Call in and put them on the prayer list. Let's pray with them for them right now. If you have a financial need, you know, who doesn't have a financial need right now? We're all, everybody's suffering. So call in with your financial needs, and let's put that before the Lord. Let's see, let's see how the Lord can bless you financially. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. Something else I want to just mention is addictions. You know, there's... So much drug addiction and alcohol addiction, gambling addictions, pornography addictions, 
You know, the enemy has got all these addictions to try and keep us from God, to try and separate us from God and from 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 our loved ones. You know, one of the uh, the 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 most common symptoms of addiction is isolation, and that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to isolate you from others because of the shame of your addiction. Well, God doesn't want to shame you. You know, God doesn't shame anyone. You know, God convicts us of our sin, but he never condemns us for our sin when we ask for forgiveness, when we ask for help from God. So don't isolate. Don't think that I can't get out of this addiction. I can't stop drinking or I can't stop taking this the, 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 these pills or, or whatever the chemical uh, addiction is. Addictions can be broken. Jesus broke those addictions on the cross. He died on the cross to free us from anything that would keep us from God, any sin. So call in tonight. Again, the victory or the breakthrough from addiction starts in prayer. And the number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, a question about doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult, and we're in that month right now, the occult month. You know, uh, uh, Halloween is, is, what, a day away? So if you have questions about Halloween, uh, questions about the Bible, whatever is your question tonight, uh, call in. It's 888-995-5552. I've got a couple of questions from the Internet we're going to uh, deal with in just a minute or two after we do the prayer requests. Uh, but uh, if you have a question, call in tonight, and we'll tr- find the answer to your question in the Word of God. Amen? Another thing I wanted to mention is church. Today is the Lord's Day, of course, and we gather together as the body of Christ. So I want to encourage you to be in church, be in your local church, support your local church, because your church is there to support you. When we go to church, we go to church to pray. We go to church to praise, and we go to church to hear the preaching. So be in church, get in church. You know, we, we don't want to be like those who have given up on church. We don't give up on church. The Hebrews tells us not, uh, not to uh, forsake the gathering together as some have done. No, we gather together as the body of Christ. There's a special blessing when we get together as the body of Christ in church. If you don't have a church, I'd love to help you find a church. Uh, all you have to do is email me at sammynla.kkla at gmail.com. Let me know what area you're in, and I'll, I'll uh, suggest a couple of churches in your area, at least one or two. So again, if you need a church, if you're looking for a church, you can email me at sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, and as in Nancy, L-A, dot K-K-L-A, like the station, at gmail.com. Just email me, let me know what area you live in, and we'll uh, suggest a couple of churches in your area. You can also email me with your prayer requests. Uh, 
or you can email me with your questions. Uh, the prayer request will be prayed for uh, that week, uh, and then I'll answer your questions on the following broadcast. So again, it's sammynla.kkla at gmail.com. That's for your church suggestions or questions or prayer requests. Amen. Well, let's go to our prayer list for right now. Oh, how about this? I mentioned Halloween. What is your position on Halloween? I'd like to get some feedback. You know, I wonder why do so many Christians and churches, for that matter, uh, celebrate Halloween or participate in Halloween activities? You know, this is an occultic day. This is an occultic night. Uh, it's steeped in Satanism. So what do you think? Give me your opinion. Should Christians participate in Halloween or shouldn't they participate in Halloween? Uh, I'd like to hear some feedback from, from our listeners. What do you guys think? The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live calls. We're here in studio ready to take your calls for prayer requests, questions, and your comments on Halloween. That's 888-995-5552. We need to pray for some prayer requests. We want to pray for David and Danielle, that the Lord would give them the desire of their heart. We want to pray for Brian and Natalie, also Sean and Denise, Joey and Nicole. We also want to keep Katie White in prayer, uh, Lord's healing. We also want to pray for baby Caleb uh, and also for Mimi, God knows her requests, and Jerry Thermos. Also, we want to continue to pray for Israel. Israel is going through a very difficult time right now, so we want to pray for, for their protection and for their victory. So, Father, we come before you, Lord, seeking and desiring your will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And I pray for these prayer requests, Mugodot. We pray for David and for Danielle Mugodot, that you would give them the desire of their heart, Father, that you would lead them and guide them and provide for all of their needs. I pray, Mugodot, for Brian and Natalie, for your grace, your mercy. Lord, just that you would do all that you desire to do in their life. And we pray for Sean and Denise, Lord, your continued blessing. For Joey and Nicole, I thank you, Lord. And I praise you, Lord, for, for the desires that you have for them, for the will, for the purpose, for the plan that you have for their life, Lord. And I just pray that you would continue to bless them. Katie Mugodad, Chobasdel Pilati Mugodad, that you would heal her totally and completely, Mugodel. Totally and completely from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. That she would receive the, the healing that you have for her, Lord. And I pray, Mugodel, for... For baby Caleb, Lord, that all would go well for him, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would just continue your healing work upon his life, your blessing, Lord, for all the days of his life, Father, that he would be perfect in every way. I pray for Mimi, Lord. You know her desires. You know her needs. And I pray, Lord, that you would just protect her, guide her, and lead her in every way. And I pray for Jerry, Lord for your salvation, for his life. 
that your purpose and your plan would be accomplished. And I pray for Israel, Lord. I pray for the country. I pray for the people. I pray for your protection upon that land, Lord. And I pray for their victory. I pray, Lord, that you would protect them from evil and that all would go well in these coming days, months, years, Lord, whatever it takes, Lord, to root out the evil in that area, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host Sam Nicholas. We're here for the. We're here till one a.m. and we'll be here to take your calls, pray for your prayer requests, and seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His Word. Seek the Lord in prayer. So, whatever is your needs, whatever is your desire, call in tonight. The number is eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five. Five 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 two. Let's go to our first caller. Uh, Terry's been holding on for a while. And then we're going to get to the questions that I got that I received an email. So let's talk to Terry. Hi, Terry. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hello. I'm calling for two prayers. For me, I had a stroke, and I end up in a rehab for about two months. And I finally came home Saturday. And um, I give God thanks for a re- recovery, and also for my sister-in-law. She's in the hospital right now with cancer, and they just called us and told her, told us that she is in a coma. Her name is Vivian Reyes, and um, I have faith in my Lord that he'll have a miracle on their family because they are not speaking to each other. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, seeking again and desiring always, Lord, your will, your perfect will. So I pray for Terry, Lord. Father, that you would heal her totally and completely from this stroke, that there would no need be no need for her to continue in rehab, Lord. Father, but that she would receive the healing Father, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that her speech would be perfect, that she would have feeling in her hands and her fingers and her legs, Lord, that every organ in her body would function normally, Lord, the way you created it to function, Lord, and that there would be no more stroke, no more pain, no more suffering, Lord. I just pray, Father, for Terry's complete and total healing. I pray for Vivian, Lord. Even though she be in a coma, Lord, I pray that your healing power would be upon her, Lord, that you would heal her miraculously from cancer, Lord, that there would be a work of the Holy Spirit, a work of God in her life, Lord, to bring her out of the coma, Lord, that she would be with her family and that all would see the power of God that can't be explained medically, but only can be explained by supernatural power, which is the Lord Jesus Christ's healing. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just minister to this family, Lord, that, uh, that that Vivian would be healed, Father, and that they would see the glory of God. Father, I just pray for your blessing, your healing, for Terry, for Vivian, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Terry. Good night. God bless you, too. Good night. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can. There we go. Okay. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm Sam Nicholas. I'm your host, and we'll 
be here to take your phone calls. If you call in tonight with a prayer request, we'll pray with you. If you call in with a question, we'll try and answer your question. If you call in with a comment, I'd love to hear from you about Halloween. What do you think about Halloween? What is your opinion? Should Christians participate in this quote-unquote celebration? You know, it's a celebration of evil. It's a celebration of death. It's a celebration. If you if you know the roots where Halloween comes from, it's a it's a festival or celebration of death, really. So call in tonight eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. I had a couple of uh, questions from the internet, and uh, I wasn't here last Saturday night, so I wanted to get to uh, the questions tonight. Uh, it says the question uh, in a discussion group. Uh, he was uh, talking, and something came to his mind. Uh, it says this thought came to me, and I was, "Why me?" And I thought, "All of the billions of people God created. What did He see in me to give me life? That I do, that I do not see. It's really overwhelming." You know, and this is you know this is a, a, co- a common thought, a common question. What did God see in me that He saved me? You know, what good did God see in me, or why me? Why why did God save me, or or, or what is it? here's here's the thing? What is my purpose in being alive? What is my purpose on this earth? You know, and there's a very special answer to this question. And we find it in Genesis 1, 126. And I'll read it here. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds in the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. This is the most important thing we can know, that we are created in God's image. That's what makes us special. That's what makes humans, man, special. That's what separates us from every other living creature on the earth. We are created in God's image, and that's what God sees in you. He sees his reflection in you. So if you want to know what makes you special or why am I alive or what am I doing here on earth, it's because you were created in God's image. That's why God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross. You know, he didn't send Jesus for the animals, to save the animals. He didn't send Jesus to save any other living creature on the earth. He didn't die on the cross for any other living creature on the earth. He died on the cross for humanity. He shed his blood on the cross for humanity. He forgave our sins because we're created in God's image, and that's what makes us special to God. We are created in his image. How about this? Look up, look up Jeremiah 1.5. Let me get to it here. Jeremiah one five. He says this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, 
I consecrated you. So that's why you're special, because God knows you. God knows you. God knows who you are. He knew who you'd be before you were even born. So, Chad, I hope that open, I hope that answers your question about why me. Why am I special? Why? What did God see in me to save me? Okay, so that's the first question. The second question that I have here. Hold on. Uh, let me get to it. Is um, it says I have a question. I've tried to find the answer in the Bible and elsewhere, but the more I read, the more I get confused. And it deals with unforgivable sin. Is there a sin that is unforgivable? Well, the answer is yes. There is an unforgivable sin. Uh, we go to Matthew, uh, the 12th chapter. Let's go to Matthew 12. You know, Jesus said, all manner of sin will be forgiven except the unforgivable sin. So what is the unforgivable sin? Well, um, let's see here. Okay, let's let's start reading in Matthew twelve twenty two, and it says, "A demon possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus, and he healed him, so that the mute man spoke and saw. All the crowds were amazed and were saying, This man cannot be the son of David, can he? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, This man casts out demons only by Beelzebub.'" the ruler of the demons. And knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then, how then will his kingdom stand? If I, by Beelzebub, cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason they will be your judges." But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can anyone enter the strong man's house and carry off his property unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather me with me scatters. Now here's here's where it gets to the unforgivable sin. Therefore I say to you, any sin, and blasphemy shall be forgiven people. So it says, any sin can be forgiven, except, it says, but blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Now there's a lot of controversy about what does this mean? What is the unforgivable sin? Well, I read I read the scripture in context to get to show you to give you the background of what's happening here. Jesus is casting out a demon. And the Pharisees are saying that he's casting out demons by the power of Satan. But they know 
that he's casting out the demons by the power of God. If you look up, <coughs> excuse me, if you look up John, the third chapter, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He's one of the rulers of the Pharisees. And he says, we know that you are from God. So that statement is saying the Pharisees knew he was from God, but yet they were saying that he's casting out demons by the power of Satan. They're attributing his power to Satan. They're attributing what he's doing, his miracles, to Satan. So here's the unforgivable sin. To know that Jesus is God and to reject him. See, that's the unforgivable sin. That's the sin that can't be forgiven because this person knows who Jesus is. They know that he's God and they reject him anyway. So that's the unforgivable sin. People have asked me on this on this program, Christians have asked me, you know, have they committed the unforgivable sin? Well, first of all, if you're worried that you've committed the unforgivable sin, don't worry, because you haven't. As a Christian, as a believer in Christ, you cannot commit the unforgivable sin. Any sin is forgivable. It says, therefore, I say to you, any sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven people. We can be forgiven of any sin because we believe in Jesus. If we confess our sins, First John says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all ungodliness and to cleanse us, First John says. He's faithful to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness because you ask, because you repent, because you turn from your sin. But those who know that Jesus is God, the Pharisees who knew that he was from God, they attributed his power to Satan? Really? That's the unforgivable sin. The unforgivable sin is not to ask for Jesus to be Lord of your life. The unforgivable sin is never to come to Jesus and to repent from your sins and to receive him as Savior and Lord. That's the unforgivable sin. That's the unpardonable sin. To know that Jesus is God and still reject him, that's what Satan did. That's what the demons did. They knew God the Father. They knew God the Son. They knew God the Holy Spirit, and they rejected God. They rejected the Father and tried to overthrow him. They tried to take his place. And that's what people do when they reject Jesus Christ. They try and take the place of God in their own life. So, I hope that answers your question about the unforgivable sin, the unpardonable sin. It's the sin of rejecting Jesus Christ with full knowledge of who he is. That's the unforgivable sin. So I hope, again, I hope that answers your question. Uh, You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. Uh, Jackie from Compton wants prayer for her four girls. Wow. It says, wants prayer for the four girls killed on highway in Malibu. Wow, I'm so sorry to, to you know, I've heard about that. This what happened about these horses that were killed in, in, in Malibu by the driver. So, Jackie, let's pray for their families. Let's pray for peace upon their families. Father, we come before you, Lord. Uh, it's so senseless, Lord, what happened on that road in Malibu. Uh, 
those four girls that were killed, Father. But we pray for their families. We pray, Lord, that you would give peace to the families and comfort. I pray, Father, that you would comfort those who mourn in loss. I pray, Lord, that you would just be with those families. And I pray, Father, that, that you would just reveal yourself to them, your peace, your comfort, your grace, your mercy, all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. If you call in tonight, we'll pray for your prayer requests. If you call in tonight with questions, we'll answer your questions. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. Well, uh, we've passed the bottom of the hour, and I just want to remind you that we are a listener-supported program. If uh, if you're blessed by this program, I hope that you'll take the time this week to pray and ask the Lord if he would have you support us financially. If you feel the Lord leading you, I just hope you'll take the time to write a check or make a money order and make it out to... GCH Ministries, that's GCH Ministries, and you can send your check or money or send your donation to P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, and the zip code is 91109. I hope you'll take the time this week to pray and help us stay here at KKLA. We've been here for 36 years, and we're going to continue to be here as long as the Lord provides, and he uses you sometimes to provide. So if possible, Make a check or money order out, whether it's $5, $50, $500, whatever you can afford. We would certainly appreciate your help to pay the bills here at KKLA. So, again, you can make your check or money order out to GCH Ministries and send it into P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. Well, you know, I mentioned when we started the program about Halloween. Should a Christian or a church, Christian church, participate in Halloween? So I was wondering what you thought about it. Uh, And, you know, really, why do we even need to talk about it? Why is this even a conversation in in Christianity? I mean, isn't Halloween like a no-brainer when it comes to whether or not Christians children of God should should participate in trick-or-treat or or Halloween parties, horror movies, haunted houses, anything else that goes along with Halloween? And why are Christians involved in any way with Halloween? You know, if you're an older Christian, you should know better. If you're a younger Christian, you should be asking questions about where Halloween came from and what it's really all about. Just a simple look at Halloween should tell a Christian everything we need to know. So what are the symbols of Halloween? Death, Satan, witches, vampires, monsters, zombies, (coughs) excuse me, anything that will or might scare you or cause you to fear. 
I mean, that's the whole thing about Halloween. It's just supposed to scare the living daylights out of you. Haunted houses and uh, ugly costumes. Those are just a sample of the things that are associated with the celebration of Halloween. What do we really need to know about Halloween to help us understand the true evil origins of this day? You know, Halloween is all about is all about communicating with the dead. Halloween is a day that is dedicated to worshiping, communicating, or appeasing the dead. You know, the belief, the ancient belief of Halloween is that at this time of the year, the spirit world and the human world come so close together that spirits can actually enter into this world. And the spirits of the of the dead would come back to haunt or to make havoc with human beings. And that's why they would leave out food and uh, things on, on the porch or in front of the house or in the back of the house. They would leave things out to kind of uh, appease those spirits. And that's where the phrase trick or treat came out. They would leave treats out for the, for the dead so that they wouldn't trick them or haunt them or, 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 or wreak havoc. And that's called necromancy. It's called necromancy because it's communicating with the dead or, con- or, or having anything to do with the spirit world, with the dead. And look what the Bible tells us about that. In Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, it says, When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable things of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell or a medium or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For those nations which you shall dispossess, listen to those who practice witchcraft and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. God does not want his people, his children, his followers, his believers to imitate the pagan rituals of the unsaved. These were people in the land who tried to uh, tell the, foretell the future by communicating with the dead. They were casting spells. They were fortune tellers. They were uh, witchcraft. They were dealing in witchcraft. They were dealing in all kinds of occult things. And God wanted Israel to have nothing to do with those practices. So the word of God, God himself tells us that these practices are an abomination to the Lord. As Christians, we are not to have anything to do with these practices. 
with these kinds of things. As Christians, we're to have nothing to do with these things. Everything associated with Halloween has its origins in some kind of evil. An evil practice, worship of Satan, death, idolatry. There's nothing fun or innocent about Halloween. Everything about Halloween has its basic origins rooted in evil, the evil realm of Satan and his demons. Anyone, I think anyone involved in participating in Halloween gives Satan glory and honor, the glory and honor of their worship. Worship that only belongs to God the Father. Worship that only belongs to Jesus Christ. Worship that only belongs to the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, I, I don't know what to, you know, why, why is Halloween so popular? Do you know that it's the second most popular day in the year, more popular than Thanksgiving, more popular than uh, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, New Year's. The only day that that exceeds Halloween is Christmas. More people, people spend more money on Halloween than any other holiday in the year except Christmas. Think about it. When you drive around the the neighborhood, people spend money to decorate their houses in all kinds of Halloween stuff, in witches, in uh, uh, vampires, uh, skeletons, ugly things, things that represent evil and death and destruction. More money is spent on Halloween. Billions of dollars through the country and through the world is spent on Halloween. And it's a, it's a day that's devoted to the worship of witchcraft and the occult. So to me, it's a no-brainer for Christians that we should be speaking out about this practice. So we should be speaking out not so much against Halloween, but for the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. You know, God stands against these types of practices. You know, not only does Halloween promote the practice of Satanism, witchcraft, sorcery, necromancy, and the occult, but now it's attacking our children in a way like never before. You know, now Halloween wants to blur the difference between male and female, boys and girls. Halloween, a seemingly innocent event, is now telling our kids, you know, like the people, like, like, like the culture today is trying to tell us that there's no difference in gender, that there's no difference in boys and girls. Your know, boys can dress up as girls. Girls can dress up as boys. You know, it's 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 an ugly thing that Christians really, really, really should not be involved in. 
And like I said before, if you have a comment, if you want to chime in, call it 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. If you have a comment on Halloween, we've got about 15 minutes left in the program. I'd like to hear your thoughts. You know, even if I if you thought in the past that Halloween was innocent and harmless, you know, your eyes need to be open to the truth. You need to understand that nothing of this world is innocent or harmless. Nothing that this world offers is innocent or harmless. Nothing that this world wants to take, the road that this world wants to take us down is wide, and many people pass by use it. Jesus said that the road to eternal life is narrow, and few choose it. The road to destruction is wide. You know, the world wants to give us a wide road, wants to tell us that everything is acceptable. Everything is is okay. Everything is, is, you know, what's good for you is good for you. You can create your own truth, you know, but there is truth in the world. The truth of Jesus Christ, the truth of the Word of God, the truth that Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. The world wants to tell you that there's many ways you can come to God, many ways you can be saved. But the truth is that there's only one way, and that's Jesus. And what Jesus says is the truth, because he is the truth. No one comes to the Father but through me. And the Father tells us not to get involved in these kinds of detestable things. You know, this world is evil, and everything the world offers is a lie. And most likely, it's intended to harm us. Most everything that the world offers is going to keep you from God, is going to keep you from his love and his grace and his mercy and try and replace it with something else. Only what comes from the Lord will last. Only what comes from God satisfies. The world is never going to satisfy you. You know, what does a guy with a million dollars need? Another million dollars. When is there enough? Just a little more. The world will never satisfy. It's always going to tell you you need more or you need something else. But what does the Bible say in Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who pardons all your iniquities? Who heals all of your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you? with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle? The answer is the Lord. It says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed. How about this one? Psalm 147. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your sons within you. He makes peace in your borders. He satisfies you with the finest of wheat. 
God is the one who satisfies. God is the one who fulfills our lives. God is the one who does it all. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. You know, God tells us in his word to abstain from even the appearance of evil. You know, Halloween might seem innocent. It might seem like just a time for fun, a time for dress up, but it's not. Halloween, you know, if I was to go into the origins of Halloween, you'd be amazed. You know, just think about the most common symbol of Halloween. It's a carved out pumpkin. If you knew, well, let's let's talk about the origins of just a pumpkin, of where that came from. There's an old Irish legend about a guy named Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack uh, was having a conversation with the devil, and he didn't want to pay for his drink. So he got the devil to pay for his drink. Think about his name, Stingy Jack. He got the devil to pay for his drink by telling the devil that uh, he can, he made a deal with the devil. Let's just say that. So time went on, and then he wanted to get out of that deal. So he he uh, tricked the devil into to uh, climbing up into a tree. And then he carved a cross in the, in the trunk of the tree so the devil couldn't climb down. And he wouldn't let the devil come down from the tree until the devil agreed never to require his soul. So he made this deal with the devil. Well, eventually, Stingy Jack... Uh, died and because of his lifestyle god wouldn't accept him in heaven because of the way he lived but the devil kept his word and wouldn't uh uh, take him into hell so he was doomed to just roam the earth so he got a squash or a turnip, and carved it out and put a candle in it to light his way. And that became known as the Jack Jack's Lantern, or became Jack-O-Lantern. So when the Irish came to America, they found that the pumpkin was a more uh, appropriate or, or better uh, uh, art thing to use as their jack-o'-lantern. So people would carve out a turnip and put a candle in it during Halloween to remember Stingy Jack, jack-o'-lantern. So it all has to do with the, with the devil. It all has to do with Satan. It's all a part of Satan worship. This is the highest day for Satan worshipers. 
And that's just one example of, of one of the, the origins of Halloween. And you can look this up. It's, 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 it's a well-known, or I shouldn't say it's a not-so-well-known origin of the, the pumpkin that's used in Halloween. So we're going to go to a caller. Uh, let's, see what the, let's see what William has to say. Hi, William. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yes. How you doing, Pastor uh, Sammy? Doing well, William. How you doing? I'm blessed. Uh, anyway, my opinion about uh, Halloween, uh, yeah, I agree. No, uh, uh, shouldn't be any Christians uh, celebrating Halloween in no way, shape, form, or fashion. And we should teach our children not to celebrate it in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And we shouldn't, you know, and if, if we can all possibly, you know, not even go out on uh, Halloween's Eve or Halloween night, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially during the night, unless we just necessarily have to go out to work or, you know, whatever, for any urgent reasons, uh, important reasons, should I say. Uh, yeah, we should, you know, stay in and pray and, you know, with our families and, and we shouldn't even outside doors to the to the people trick or treating, because uh, you know if we do, then we we are participating in it. Right. But we shouldn't even outside doors, you know. So that's about all I have to say. And so. Well, uh, I agree yeah. with you. William. We shouldn't be participating in Halloween, but we should be using Halloween as a springboard to proclaim God's grace and His mercy and reveal the truth about how. How involved Halloween is in satanic, you know how how steeped Halloween is in satanic worship, you know. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, use use the time to tell your talk to our kids uh, and explain to our kids why we don't participate in Halloween because we mm-hmm. are Christians, because we are mm-hmm. born again Christians, we are followers of Christ, and we mm-hmm. we don't follow the the deeds of darkness, but we follow, uh, you know, He who created the light. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, my friend. God bless. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your comments. Good night. Uh-huh. God bless. So anyway, you know that... I just heard something there. Oh, anyway. So the Bible tells us to abstain from all appearances of evil, even the appearance of evil, even that which looks evil. Evil begets evil. One evil will lead to all types, all kinds, all shapes, all forms of evil. Once you get started down that road, it's a slippery slope. But if we forsake evil and turn to what is good, and that's what we should be doing, we should be helping people to see the evil of Halloween, what's wrong with Halloween, and seek that which is good. If we turn to God as our source of life and fulfillment, then we'll enjoy the true benefits and of the abundant life. You know, Jesus said that the that the, the, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, John ten ten. But I have come to give life and life more abundant. And I just want to encourage you, if you've never received the abundant life, if you've never come to Christ, if you've never left the darkness of this world for the light of Jesus Christ, then I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to just take the time to pray this prayer 
and ask Jesus into your life. Say, Lord, I believe, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died on the cross to forgive me from my sins. Please forgive me from all sin and evil and bring me into the light of your life. Come and live inside my heart. Holy Spirit, fill me and forgive me and make me born again, a new creation. I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. I thank you for eternal life. Help me to live the rest of my life following in your ways, Lord. I thank you in your precious name. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, then you know, then you should know that you are a new creation, that you're a Christian, a follower of Christ. So now I encourage you to start reading your Bible, start praying to the one you just prayed to, and go to church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.